hello, and welcome. I am your host, Sarah Alfers, and this is the Tea Please podcast. The tea that we're after over here is tips, tricks, insights, and really important messages on how we live our lives well, both the practical ways like daily choices and the abstract ideas and mindsets that we can have that really contribute to living with balance and purpose and fulfillment in all that we do. That's like the dream, right? This week's episode feels a little different because I recorded it a little bit differently. For me and where I'm at in my like wellness and self-discovery journey, I'm still testing out a lot of things to see what I like and what I don't like, what resonates, what feels authentic to me and what doesn't. And I don't know if that will ever stop, to be honest. I think that we're constantly just iterating on the last version of us. And I don't know if I'll ever be like, yes, this is the format of a podcast episode that I love and will just repeat forever. I think it's kind of interesting to switch things up. So for this one, you have seen her on my Instagram stories. You have seen her work on the Tea Please podcast cover art and brand shots. And now you're going to hear from her on the show. And it's my gal, Steph. Stephanie Michaels and I are totally kindred spirits. And we really connect on the way that we observe the world and ourselves and how we participate in that world. We're both extremely introspective and have definitely made it a point to like foster intuition and live according to what feels right for our authentic selves. And that means like uncovering what's authentic to us and what's not. And we also share in having a period of time in our earlier 20s that was really, really dark and difficult. A lot of that being brought on by relationships that we were both in that were pretty awful and did not help us out in a lot of ways and left a lot of inner work to be done, um, which can also be seen as a blessing. We're recording this now, like pretty removed from those situations. It's been about five, six years. So it's really encouraging to hear and really reflect on the personal growth that we both have had in the last several years and how like if you really do make small changes and live with compassion for yourself and do the inner work that so many people are talking about that you really can make progress and get to a space where it doesn't feel like it used to. I have collaborated with Steph on some of her photo shoots, so it was really fun for me to get to ask her to come on the podcast with me. Um, Definitely sharing of our own individual passions and this episode is just really conversational and I wanted it to be that way for a reason because I think this episode is such a beautiful reflection of what doing the work actually looks like and it's truly an example of two people coming back to themselves after going through times that felt like we had lost it. We talk about setting and practicing intentions, finding confidence even though it may not look like the type of confidence in the traditional sense of the word and really just different reflections on personal growth what it looks like tools that we use to foster personal growth what it can look like in different areas because growth is not linear and spans across so many different like factors of life you can have growth in relationships but not in career and and otherwise. So this episode is an honest look at personal growth and how we can truly honor ourselves with where we're at and how when we do that, we can actually find our authentic self. And then when you find that, how you can foster it and just like live your life for you. And it's pretty great. I got to sit down with one of my best friends to chat about life and our current stages of life. And it's just my favorite thing to do ever. Conversations like this one are truly the reason I felt so drawn to podcasting. I've said this in earlier episodes, but 
instead of like sports or other events and activities when I was growing up, I just loved setting up coffee dates with people one-on-one in my life and hear what's going on and essentially like process together. Anyway, let's get into it. Go ahead and tap the follow button wherever you are listening so you don't miss an episode. Episodes come out every Monday and I would love to get to know you better. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram at the Team Please Podcast if you're not already. I have lots to update you on with our move over this last weekend and we'll share more about how things like changed at the last minute again over on Instagram. I am also not feeling great today. My voice is like hanging on by a thread. So so wrapping up this intro very quickly, here is stuff. to record this with you I have to ask have you done a podcast and are you nervous um yes I'm totally nervous <laughs> I, I kind of tried to think a lot about what I would talk about but also not like prepare at all I was with my family over the holidays and stuff and we were playing Pictionary and my mom was like trying to see who would be on the same wavelength you know when you're playing Pictionary you're like a guessing game then you want to like partner with someone who like thinks like you and you're like on the same page and I was like I just I don't think any of you guys are (laughs) thinking the way that I'm thinking and my mom was like well who do you think you're on the same wavelength as and I was like honestly probably Steph and Taylor was like definitely Steph yeah no I totally consider you the exact same where sometimes I just like know how you would think about something or you and I in the last like year have started to chat a lot more have like our own like conversations and times like where we hang out and it's funny because I just always walk away feeling really understood (laughs) we're both Enneagram six yeah both Enneagram six you're a Capricorn though right yes yeah and you're a Cancer Mm mm-hmm INFJ I'm an INFJ what are you I'm the same you are yeah (laughs) oh my god of course oh so many of my favorite friends are INFJs or ENFJs I have a lot Mm -hmm. of in my life and I think it is that intuitive piece like i I find myself, like, the older I'm getting, that I really value connection with people. And sometimes that's, like, kind of random people. I do photography, and so I'll just connect with someone, and I'm like, oh, this person is intuitive. There's something there. But I, like, thrive on finding people on my same wavelength. I found that with podcasting, and I did a lot of guest interviews last year, so I had more, like, stranger interactions and, like, really talking to people, and there were some that we would end the call, and we'd be like, yes, like, you, we get it. Like, we're totally, we're on the same page. And then others, I'm like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a weird reality of life. One of the things that we have been talking a lot about is, like, this journey that I feel like we've both been on to really, like, find our thing, but also just, like, figuring out who you want to be and how to do that in, like, all these different areas of life, being, like, relationship, career, and just, like, all the different factors. So right before we hopped on, you were telling me about, like, the mantras that you put up, but what's something that you really like to do to help you go inward to really, like, work on that? It's funny because I'm, like, dating people, and recently I, you know, we kind of had, like, a first date, and I was like, what do you like to do? And something that I literally tell people, I really enjoy being introspective, and, like, I set aside time to do so. Is it like, okay, this is my journal time? So I I do, I have a mixture of things I do. 
I have a tarot card set and I like to start introspective time by doing a poll. It's something I'd like to get like more into. I wouldn't say that I'm able to totally read my whole like reading, but it's something that I like to do to get myself in like a mindful space. Why do you think those are helpful for doing it? Probably just the ritual act of like, I sit down and this time is different than the other times in which I'm sitting down because I have like lit a candle, I have gotten a drink. It's like a ritual. And I think I'm not a super consistent person. So consistency is something that I want to work on a little bit more this year. But like ritual things I like a lot because it helps to set me in a space. My I have a really busy brain. So I'll, I'll often start with that and then start with just journaling like what comes to the top based off of pulling a card or what what's kind of rising to the top for me. I love tools like that and I, I've, I've talked about stuff like that before and I've had like some people on the podcast that are more on like the woo-woo end of the spectrum that really, I don't know the right words to say it, but they take the tarot cards or they take like signs or angel numbers and stuff like that, like pretty seriously. Where do you think you fall on the spectrum of tactical tools versus something else, something more? That's a great question. I feel like I fall in this spectrum of, I'm definitely not an expert, like most of the people that you've probably had on the podcast. I'm just like a normal person (laughs) that like is trying all this stuff out late 20s. I'm 32 this week is actually my birthday. And so I just, I am a seeker. I would call you that too. That's what you were saying. We share that in common that we are interested in growth and new perspectives. And I'm very much not tied to being who I have been and even who I am. I'm, I'm on a journey to figure out what works for me, what doesn't. I hold a lot of space for other people's opinions. And I think using tools like tarot cards or like whatever other framework can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself like, okay, I pulled this one card and like, wow, some thing just pulled this card to the top and that's it. It's like, I pulled this card and then I read it and then it's bringing up something in my own life. It's like a different lens to see and process through struggles and thoughts that I'm having in my like real life. So I got this fortune last night and it said, sometimes lighting a small candle is more effective than cursing the darkness. I was like, that's cool. But it immediately made me think of like so much friction that I have. I mean, I've talked to you about like just the house and I've had a podcast episode about that. Like you guys know too, that's just like the season of life that I'm in. And I was like really just fighting it and making excuses and thinking, well, I can't put out as much content because I have so much of this other stuff going on. And then I read this fortune and it was just like, if you just do freaking one small thing, that's better than just like sitting and complaining and everything you're doing. I read those words and it brought up something else for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have felt so understood. Like I remember the first time that I learned about Myers-Briggs, which has been like a lifelong thing for me. I felt so understood finding out I'm an INFJ. This makes sense to me. And it's, I think creating or like helping yourself have moments of that is cool. I like to find magic in numbers and these things, but I, I don't fa- find myself like on the spectrum of someone that's like, I don't know, overly putting stock into them. But like when I come across things, I try to have more and more awareness because like the more you're looking for things, the more that you are like creating those moments in your own life, the more you'll see them. There's an element to trying to find or create magical moments in my own life. And I think you're right. Like having a awareness about if I see three numbers in a row 
maybe that means nothing, but maybe I can make it mean something for myself or like just applying like your own knowledge to the things that you experience. And I've been focusing a lot about the little things too, because I really do think that that's, that's what our lives are made up of. You'll have those monumental high wins, but most of the time it's not like that. Yeah. And being able to find something that makes you feel connected and appreciative and just little sparks throughout the day. Yeah. It's just way better. I remember I had like a really heavy depression period a couple years ago. As I was reflecting, just to prepare to talk to you, it's funny because so many of the things that I really hold close and that inform the way that I live and the way that I think now really like arose out of that period of time. And one of the, <laughs> one of the things that I thought about was I had this little like moleskin journal and I was just like miserable basically. (laughs) And I remember I started thinking, I was like, I'm going to start writing down just everything that makes me happy and put it in here. And it was like lame. It was like making mac and cheese. I mean, when you're like super depressed though, it's like, that was like yeah. it. That was like what like, was. It's a shorter <laughs> list, to be honest. But I would like be looking for things, and that's when I really started. Where I was like looking for things in this more like magical way. I remember I lived in Boulder, and so I like walked to work, and I was at a, this stoplight, and I kept thinking that like magical things would happen at this stoplight, and there was this dog there, and I remember like the dog looked at me and winked, and I <laughs> wrote it down, and I was like, this dog winked at me at the stoplight and it just kind of makes me laugh and then a week later I ended up meeting this guy at that stoplight at the same place and it's just kind of funny because I don't know I just think the element of looking for beautiful good magical things I don't know I guess I just think it's something that you can do for yourself actively and it's unique to each person so like Was this a magical stop sign? Probably not, but you put your own intention about this space and paid more attention to the things that were happening in this place. And I think things met you there because of the awareness that you put there. Yeah, exactly. I feel like both of our journeys have been similar in timeline, which has been interesting, but because we have not always been close. So we met in college, I guess, technically, but I feel like I really met you when we moved out here. Yeah. And and then even more so once I moved to Denver. To Denver. But when you were in Boulder or when we would go up to Breckenridge with our group of friends and that was like two different groups of people coming together. Our other friend, they would be like, well, I think you should really talk to Steph. I'm like, you, you guys have a lot in common. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> and I think a lot of that comes from like the, the phase of life that we were in when we both moved out here, which was not where we would want to be. Yeah. And then the progress that we've been able to make like separately. Mm-hmm. It's just been interesting in that way. Like where when we intersected was like, I drew a lot of inspiration from you because I heard like your backstory and then you're like doing all this photography stuff. And then I was like, dang, okay, like... I should do something that I want to do, knowing that we come from a similar background and relationships and stuff. So all of that to bring me to this question of like, how would you describe like the progress that you've had from being in a darker place several years ago to now? And what does it look like? It was, it's so horrible. (laughs) I just now for 2022 feel this is the year where I really level up. Like, everything that I've done and worked on and trained, I do a lot of what you do, which is, like, researching and learning and all these things. My journey's been so long and, like, have I repeated some of the same mistakes? Yeah. One of the main things that I've started doing in my life is, like, to have grace for myself always. 
And then I need to also be like my own tough love. My decisions for a while and even my drive with photography, all these things were really fed by this belief that like I need to take care of myself because no one else is doing it. And it was really driven from this survival place. And then eventually, as I could prove to myself, okay, you can trust yourself. You can trust your decisions. I have been able to move into a space where like things aren't coming from that same place. They're coming from a place of like excitement or truly enjoyment or love of doing something. And it feels totally different. I mean, that's the growth. Like you moved into a different phase of mm-hmm. like, yeah, of progress. Really. Yeah, yeah. And even now, that isn't where I want to be either. This year, I think, is about living out the truths that I now believe. What's, like, one or two of them that you feel like you're really (laughs) owning and taking into this year? So one of the narratives that I've gotten a lot of awareness around is this need, you know, I over-explain. I over-explain myself with friends. I really want to make sure that you understand what I'm saying, where where I'm coming from, from, why I'm saying it. The truth is, I think I spent, in a lot of relationships in my life, I wasn't seen or heard. I was always way too sensitive. And then I ended up in relationships where the connection was really based around a more trauma bonding. So something that I know that I saw recently in my phone that like made me laugh and I was like, this is personal growth. I have all these phone notes from different guys I've dated, but something that really made me laugh is like, I have these text messages and they are just me trying to be understood (laughs) by these people. So I noticed that about myself. I guess it almost kind of like relatedly another narrative. I don't know if I've rewritten it, but something you're thinking about, something I'm thinking about. It's something I'm trying to have awareness around. So much of my thinking, sometimes I feel like really naturally falls to be like very black and white, or I want things to be good. Like you're saying, like, I want people to know where I'm coming from. And that's from a good place. I I want people to know that, you know, and it's like good and bad. And I'm living in more of a gray zone Mm -hmm. with a lot of things. Like, I don't feel the need to have an opinion about a lot of things. I don't care. (laughs) Like, right. You have to choose what to care about. And I've let a lot of things go that I probably used to kind of care about. Like, it's really hard to be confident in saying that. So it's easier to just say nothing sometimes. So confidence is an area that, like, I really want to work on. And when you brought it up as, like, a potential thing that we would talk about, I kind of, like, laughed because I'm, like, I don't feel like a confident person. But But that's what I think think... is so funny because when I, like, met you and got to know you, I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm behind in the confidence (laughs) spectrum because she's, like, out there doing photography stuff and, like, meeting up with people. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Or it was wild to me at the time. But I think you are more confident than maybe how you feel. I think think that's the case. I think that, and I think having people like you reflect that back to me is what it's all about. It makes me stop and think like, no, you're right. I think the confidence piece is like, it's part nature, part nurture. It's not our nature, or at least my nature, to feel confident. And I think it is that empathy piece yeah. And then, and then the conditioning around it, like we're talking about. Yeah. I one time was like sitting thinking about it and it's like, I, I can confidently say, which like that I don't feel confident. I do think that I have a very clear like internal compass of what I think is right. My intuition is like pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. It got a little messed up 
by having deep relationships with people that use that to your advantage. So, yeah. like, at the end of this narcissistic relationship, I felt like my intuition was, like, way wrong. I mean, they'd been cheating on me for, like, years and years. Yeah. And I did think something was off, but, like... You didn't follow it. I didn't follow it. While I wouldn't say call myself confident, Ugh, whatever. Like, look, remove that word. Like, I do feel, like, assured and strength that within myself like I really trust myself Mm -hmm. and that it took a really long time to get there I like that reframing because it's a deep confidence I think like I pretty much never feel confident walking into a grocery store I feel very overwhelmed and I would like to leave I don't feel confident in like those types of settings but I do feel confident when I'm making decisions about myself I, I have a strong conviction with things in my life that I put intention in but maybe not so much like physical or like even digital spaces I don't Mm -hmm. feel as confident I will say this like a couple years ago I felt like zero confidence with the photography stuff that is like my passion in life and I have a full-time job but I started like noticing like whoa I am going on shoots and I feel confident when I'm doing that Mm mm-hmm I feel confident in that space. And it's probably where I feel the most confident in life. Like when I have a creative vision, I'm the one creating it. I'm here. People are looking to me to make this happen. And I feel in this space of confidence. And it's something that I have thought about. And I I recognize when it starts to appear other places. I have actually never heard how you got into photography. So that's really fun for me to learn that that's like a space that you found this like little spark of confidence and that you were able to find a space that you felt like really empowered after coming from a space that was like not that at all finding passions is something that we've been talking about in our friend group because it can be really challenging how do you find that thing so I was always creative like in my house growing up we I had a corner it was like a built-in bar that my dad let me make like my craft station and I always was creative but it's only in the last few years that the same things so many of my ideas sometimes I'm like oh my god I've had that idea since I was like eight years old you know yeah so cool it's funny because the period of time when I really started getting into photography was like right when we started hanging out really and we had that bowling party mm-hmm. where we all had wigs on and like um, I love this story we just recently <laughs> talked about it in Las Vegas yeah it was so fun basically <laughs> we were went to this bowling party it was a wig party for our friends and I was like new I was new to this group really I just it was yeah. the first year that I moved to Colorado so I was like just getting to know Steph and like this other group of people and they were talking about me <laughs> <laughs> Across the the room, and I knew it, and I was like, God, like, what? This sucks. And I thought they were like definitely being mean girls. And and what we were saying was literally like, Oh my God, she is beautiful. (laughs) She should be an anime. Like, like because I had this like long red, like it looked like an anime character slash Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. We were like just like talking about how cool she was. Like Sarah is cool. Like you meet her, and she is like easy. I mean, you are just like looking sitting over there at this bowling alley and I was convinced they were talking shit but (laughs) they were not they were being like very very kind so I think that's a lesson and like we all think people are talking about us I know but anyway this bowling party yeah so and you know I just started like taking pictures of everyone like all of my friends it kind of makes me laugh now in hindsight because everyone was really cool about it like basically no none of you guys like ever said anything but it was really like after that 
And I kind of started like asking a couple people on Instagram and then I moved to Denver from Boulder, which really helped my career and networking and like that kind of thing. My photography career, I guess. Yeah. Because I still work full time. With photography, it feels so innate, but I do think that there, I have a lot of hobbies. I love to experiment with things like, what do you do if you don't have anything that sticks out to you, like hobby-wise or like passion-wise? And I think going back to that list I was making where it's like, just try anything, try little things, do it without an agenda. I think that's the hardest part, like doing it with a light heart and not being so constrictive and like, okay, well, if I'm going to try this, then it's got to be freaking perfect. Or like people will be like, I think I'm going to start this and eventually I'll have an Instagram account for it and sell. And it's like, whoa, wait, but what you missed all the fun part about it. Like, yeah. And I think when I really think about my photography stuff, it is so rooted in me just experimenting and having fun and doing it for myself. And I think that's like my my biggest key for anyone is do things for yourself. Do it for the fun of it. Do it in your room in secret and don't post about it at all. Right before Christmas, you were talking about energy and how you really wanted to call in like different energy going into this next year. Like, what do you mean by that? So I have a typewriter and I typewrite out, I guess, like mantras or like intentions or like things that I want to be true, you know, and I paste them up on my wall. And so I was like looking at them and trying to like find themes and like removing ones that I felt like have become like truth. Examples of those are like three baseline things that I have for like relationships in my life or like that they are reciprocal, these things, like now those are like truths and no one in my life is like not those things. So I removed them. But what I ended up kind of coming up with was like this abstract picture that I made and then an accompanying intention, Mm -hmm. I guess. And I'll read it to you. With assuredness and vision, I continue on the path ahead, integrating who I have been, who I am, and who I will be. All that unfolds is uniquely mine. I let spontaneity, creativity, and deep play in. I challenge myself and find solid foundation within new truths. I find myself living within new perspectives, under open skies, with a lover. Practicing self-awareness, I step into higher knowing and realms of self. And with lightness, I choose to love. And I feel like it, like, really wrapped up yeah. like, everything. Like you're on the cusp of yeah. making a breakthrough in those areas. Yeah, it's really cool. Some of them are, like, truths that I'm already holding. Like, all that unfolds is uniquely mine. That's, like, something I think about and say, like, to myself a lot. But other things are like a little bit more of like my intentions, which is like, I let spontaneity, creativity, and deep play in. That's like my challenge, I think, for myself. I can be really serious too. And I'm like hard on myself and I've spent a lot of time being that way. And I've spent a lot of time doing the perfectionistic thing. And I've spent a lot of time with like resistance. And I'm like, I really, really want to lean into that element of like lightness and creativity and deep play. I love that like term and I'm excited to see where that ends up taking me but I don't feel like being fun is like something that's supernatural to me you know I tend to want to think through things more but that's the energy I'm trying to call in but also create within myself because you're only gonna attract like what you're putting out kind of putting out there 
I think relationship-wise, dating is hard. I'm kind of seeking lightness and openness and things that I think exist within me, but I just need a little bit more nurturing. Yeah. Because that's really where I see my future in life. Where can people find you if they want to see, I mean, they've seen a lot of your photography on my page because she's done our cover art, and I know I've posted like a million shoots that I've done with stuff, but where can people find you? Is your website done? My website's done. Um, so excited. You can find me on Instagram or my website. It's Stephanie Michaels. Should I spell it? <laughs> I'll link it. I'll link it because it's hard to spell. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. This was really fun. That is it for this week's episode. I hope you liked it. I would love to know if you did like it or if you didn't or if you like this type of episode, but there was something not quite right about it that could be improved, let me know what type of format you do like. And um, this one was fun for me, but would love to hear if it was you know, valuable to you as well. Also, if you have any other ideas, throw them my way. I want to create for you and like talk about things that are resonating with you. So if there's like a topic in your life that you feel like you've been really reflecting on, I would love to know what that is. So definitely feel free to find me on Instagram at the Tea Police Podcast. DM me. I love getting DMs. It is truly like one of my favorite things about the internet. I love to connect with people and I love to hear what's going on in people's lives and process together. So let me know. Let's get to know each other. I will talk to you in the next episode.